Good morning, all of you. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I come back to you this morning to begin a new five-part series, which I want to entitle Advancing Through Adversity. Advancing Through Adversity. This is going to be a topic that is going to bless you. Even if you are going through whatever situation is like in life, I want you to know that this message will address your situation. And my prayer and my desire is that you will be able to hear God speaking to you in a language that you can understand. The topic is advancing through adversity. And I want to begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for this Sunday morning, blessing your name and exalting you for who you were and who you continue to be. You never change. Times change. Situations and circumstances change. But you remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I bless your name, O oh God, because you never change. And that gives us, gives us confidence to trust in you. And therefore, as I begin this five-part series, Jehovah God, I pray that you anoint me and use me to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. What a joy to share this word this morning. Advancing through adversity. To advance is to move forward. To advance is to make progress or to succeed in your goal. I repeat, to advance is to move forward, to advance is to make progress, or to succeed in achieving your desired goal. When I talk about advancing through adversity, my goal is to help you understand that you can move forward. My goal is to make sure that I make you know that you can still make progress during these dark times. And my goal is to make you know that you can succeed and you will succeed even if things are falling apart or have already fallen apart. To advance is to move forward. To advance is to make progress and is to succeed. Adversity, on the other end, means difficult times. It means hardships or challenging times. I repeat, adversity, on the other hand, while the other one, while to advance is to move forward, adversity means difficult times. It means hardships. It also means going through challenging times or challenging times. Humanity everywhere in the world is going through adversity. Everybody is feeling the pain. But even as we go through these difficult times, even as we go through all these hardships that everybody is going through, as when you go through these difficult and challenging times in memory, I want you to know you can still move forward. You can still make progress. You can still succeed and you will succeed in the name of the Lord. 
I want to assure you again, and I repeat so that we are together from the beginning. During these difficult times of adversity, during these hardship times of adversity, during these challenging moments of adversity, I want to tell you that you can still move forward, you can still make progress, and you can still succeed in your goals in the name of Jesus. Why is Bishop Titus Mbai from Destiny Ministries International Thika, Kenya, telling the world that you can still move forward, or you can still make progress, or you can still succeed? Because of something that I'm going to tell you right now. I want you to know hard times don't erase God's promises. And again, I repeat. The reason why I'm so confident that this, you will move forward, you'll be able to make progress and succeed is because hard times don't erase, they don't negate, they don't disqualify the promises of God. The promises of God to you, my brother, the promises of, to, of God to you, my sister, the promises of to you, to, to you, my brother, to you, the promises of God to you, minister of God or minister of Christ. And my, my, my point this morning as I begin this five-part series on advancing through adversity is to assure you that adversity or difficult times or hard times don't erase God's promises. The promises of your God to you are year and amen. And I want to declare and say they doesn't, they don't change. Jehovah is seated on his throne and enthroned in glory. And it doesn't matter what circumstances you are going through or situation you are going through. I want to assure you today before the God of heaven that this difficult time these difficult moments you're going through have not erased or negated or reversed God's covenant or promise together with you. To bring it home uh, from the Bible is there are many scriptures that I can use from Genesis to Revelation and I will use them in the course of this five-part series. But today I want us to go for the introductory message from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. If you want, if you want mind, join me in reading that text of Scripture. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. This is a common story in the Word of God that is known by many people. But I pray that today... As I preach on advancing through adversity, you will hear it in a different angle, from a different angle, and it will prepare you and prepare me to know that nothing has changed God's covenant of our, our lives. The Bible says, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. I want you to look at the description of this woman. The Bible begins by telling us who we are talking, who we are dealing with, and what kind of a person she was, and what her circumstances was. She was going through serious times of adversity. She was going through very challenging moments of her life. She was going through difficult situation that will make everybody develop migraine headaches. But the Bible says in verse 1, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my son, my two sons to be his slaves. 
continues to read that. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Look at that. Go, borrow vessels from everywhere where you can get it, from all your neighbors, whether they like you or they don't like you. Go, get empty vessels. After all, they are empty. They have used whatever was inside. If there were bottles of water, they have already drunk the water out. If it was oil, cooking oil, they have already cooked with it. It's empty. Go, borrow, and you'll be a notorious neighbor if you would deny somebody an empty bottle because it is of no use to you. So he says, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. I will come back to that. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour into all those vessels. Your work is to pour. Then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. The Bible continues to say, so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. She kept on pouring and I feel like telling somebody, it is no time to cry. It is no time to mourn. It's no time to complain. It's no time to cry. It is time to pour your heart before the God of solutions, the God who brings advancement during the times of adversity. Bible continues to say, now it came to pass, just like it is going to come to pass to you and to me, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. May the Lord bring you to that point. May the Lord bring me to that point where you will desire to continue pouring and there will be nothing to pour because your heart will be filled with thanksgiving and jubilation because of the visitation from the mighty hand of God. There is not another vessel. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. Go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. When I talk about advancing, making progress, moving forward, succeeding during the time of adversity, this story brings it on. She was not facing a bacterial infection or threat. She was alive and well. There was no horror of sickness in her body. As children were not sick. She wasn't sick at all. Her children were not sick. But she was facing a different type of adversity. She was going through a very difficult moment. Especially when they are and her husband... The family spent all their years serving the Lord. She was a wife of one of the sons of the prophets. And they feared God. 
and they found themselves going through a very difficult time, a very challenging time, a very, very hard time. I have had people as I preach across the globe in 34 years of traveling around, around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have met people who think that righteous people should not go through hardships. Righteous people should not go through challenges. That holy and righteous people should not go through difficult times. That as if God has delegated or relegated difficult times for people that are not righteous. The righteous and the wicked go through the same. We share the same sunrise. Sun, we, have, we share the same sunrise. We share the same sunset. We share the same moonlight. And we share the same you know, atmosphere. We are the righteous and the wicked happen to live in the same heart. The unrighteous and the righteous are in the same thing. We go through the same life, but the difference is who with, is with you. Who is with you? Who is with you as you go through this life? Blessed, the Bible says, blessed is the man whose Jehovah is God, is their God. Blessed is the person. Blessed is the family. Blessed is the ministry. Blessed is is the company. Blessed is everything or blessed is everything that exalted, that has exalted Jehovah, that has made Jehovah their refuge and their strength. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. I have met people who think that if you are prayerful or if you, are leave, or if you lead a prayer, a fasted life or you pray and fast, you know, many days if you are prayerful, you are not supposed to go through adversity. I have found people saying or thinking or eluding as if that people who are prayerful should not go through adversity. People that are godly don't need to go through adversity. I have heard people you know, insinuate as if you are going through trouble or you are going through difficult times or if your business is not doing well or if your marriage is going through challenges or if your children are rioters or they are not living or seeking after the God you have, served, you have sought all your life as if God has forsaken you or is a result of sin. And you are not alone. There are many people who think that. The wife of Lot was able to castigate her husband and tell Lot, cast this God. There is no need of us continuing to serve this God and we are going through adversity. There is no need of us to serve this God and we are going through this difficult times. There is no need of serving this God and we are going through this challenging moment because we have lived and led a righteous life. We have led a godly life and a God-fearing life and God himself testified in Job chapter 1 that there was not another man like Job who fears the Lord and who leads a righteous life. Yet he was going through adversity. Adversities are for everyone. Human beings go through adversity alike. The righteous again and the wicked go through. So this woman begins by saying, she begins by building a case before the prophet of God. And this is what she said. She said, Your servant, my husband, is dead. She began by saying, 
Elijah, prophet of God, you are not dealing with a normal woman here. You're not just dealing with any other woman here. She began by introducing our status. Just like you and me, if we are given a chance to talk to God, if you are seated in a certain office where we can book an appointment, we will begin by introducing or stating our status before him. Our status, she began by saying, the person standing before you, Elisha, servant of God, is a widow. And widows in Bible times, and even today, go through or went through a lot of difficulties because their husbands were their covering, their husbands were their breadwinners, their husbands were the protection of the family, they, they were the first responders to any situation in the family. It's not like today, where the women of today have graduated from the same universities like you and me. They have also, their payslip or their salary or their allowance or their paycheck is the same as their husbands, if not bigger. Today we have a different scenario, but still the same thing applies to a lot of people today. She started by saying, your servant Elisha, Elisha, prophet of God, man of God, if I can use that word. She begins by saying, man of God, I am a widow. And I'm not just a widow, she goes deeper and says, this man that has married me and given me these two children, feared God. She has stated our case, no wonder in your Bible and my Bible it is quoted. Because it's very important. It's the Andrew point. It is our case. She presented our case by stating our status. I don't know what your status is today. I don't know if you are given a microphone to declare to the world or to introduce yourself how you will begin. I don't know whether you will begin by saying, man of God, I had a job that gave me good money. But I don't have that job anymore. I don't know that whether that is how you will begin. Another would say, man of God, I am very educated. You are looking at a professional. You are looking at somebody who has a PhD or who has a master's degree or a PhD, who has a, a bachelor's degree or a diploma or certificate. You are looking at somebody who has spent years doing research. You are looking at a professional. You are looking at an expert. You are looking at a professor. And this is my case. I don't know what you would say. Some of us would say, if they were given the microphone to stand before Elijah, the prophet of God, to introduce themselves and state their status, others would say, I'm born again. I love the Lord. But I lost my parents. I buried both of my parents because of COVID-19. I lost a brother. I lost a sister. I lost a neighbor. I lost an uncle. Oh, I lost a cousin. Others would say, I am a child of God. I've gone to church all my life. I spent all my years building a business empire. And three months, I brought it down. I don't know how your introduction would be. Somebody else probably would say, I don't understand this God who allows to come and wipe out people's monies 
or financial power, wipe out people's says whatever, or even separate people from their loved ones. Another would say, my dad was admitted in hospital. He's in a ventilator and I can see him in the hospital. They can let me see my dad or my mom. Each one of us given a chance today would begin somewhere. I don't know where you would begin. You know better. She said, my husband feared God. In other words, this is one that was not just a godless man. But I find myself in this status. I find myself in the middle of this thick adversity. I'm going through adversity. If my husband was righteous, we led, we served his God. We serve his God together with my two sons.